Well, good every, good evening, good morning. It's been so long since I have talked to a group. I feel like, you know, just starting out, you ever do something and you think, man, this is hard. It's like riding a bike again. So we're going to give it a shot. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, happy Father's Day to all of you. Uh, I love being a dad. Uh, although my kids don't call me dad. Uh, they call me CP. That's what they call me. Uh, this morning they came in. They go, hey, happy Father's Day, CP. Like it just is missing something. And so, but uh, uh, can we just say to the fathers, happy Father's Day? Let's say that. Happy Father's Day. Love being a dad. Thank you so much for your investment and influence in your family's life. It means so much these days. And so uh, our prayer is that you would honor the Lord and that you would strive to uh, really be God's man doing God's business for God's glory. So happy Father's Day. Uh, speaking of fathers, I'm reminded of the humorous story of a father that was teaching his young son some nursery rhymes before they went to bed. And this had been going on for a couple weeks and learning some new nursery rhymes and the son was enjoying it. And uh, uh, there was one night when he thought, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach my son a Christian song that he will always remember and be able to recall over the years. And so he taught him the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And so they kind of went back and forth and were talking about it and, and trying to learn it. And all of a sudden the father said, okay, son, now you, you, tell, me, you, you tell me if you know it. And the little boy got, uh, you know, kind of sat up in his bed and he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And if he hollers, let him go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Well, he got about half of it right, half of it right. But that is a great statement. That is a great statement. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That couldn't be more clear and that couldn't be more evident in our walking through 1 John together. If you could capsulize this, this letter of 1 John that we have been going through, if you could capsulize it in one word, it is the word love and the evidence of God's love. And as a matter of fact, there's 105 verses in 1 John. 50 of them have the word love, loved, or loves in it. And today, when we look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21, you will see that the word love is used 25 times. Now, it's not because John is trying to be redundant, but what he's trying to do is he's trying to help us to see the importance of God's great and amazing love in our life and the opportunity that we have to be able to share that with somebody else in this lost world. Now, we use the ESV version here, uh, but this morning, if you'll allow me, we're going to read uh, 1 John 4, 7 to 21, in the New Living Translation. And you will see how many times the word love is used. But I want you to just follow along as I read this. Here we go. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. 
But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as a proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So, we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels or casts out all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if, we don't for if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. You see the word love again and again and again. And really the first thing that kind of jumps off the pages here that I want you to take to heart this morning is love's source. Love's source. The, the source of love, this root or this basis or this foundation of love, never originated with you and I. I, I don't even think we're capable of that. The origin of love does not start with us. It doesn't start with the world. It doesn't start with the things of this world. And love did not originate even with the experiences that we have throughout our life. But we see in this passage time and time again that the true source of love is God. We see it. God is love. That he is the source of all love in our life. With that, because of that, it says, Beloved, friend, believer, let us love one another. This is the hallmark of our testimony to a lost world, that God is the source of all love. We can go to a gym and think, I love the gym. We can eat tacos and say, I love tacos. Well, we, we can say to somebody that we're in a relationship with, I love you. But that love pales in comparison to the true source of love, and that is God. There's a, I'm going to go all the way back to the 70s, and you're like, wow, the 70s. There was a song that we used to sing that said, They'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. God is that source of all love in our life. And when we know that source, he lives in us and we in him. Something has been given to you and I if we're born of God, and that is God's incredible love. Think for a second, the kind of love that we see in our world today. It's tainted it's not real. It's not pure. But God has given us a pure, unconditional, self-giving love. So if you have ever said, God, you have never given me anything, that is not true. He has given you his purest, unconditional, self-giving love that this world doesn't even come close to providing for us. It's a love we never had prior to Christ invading in our lives. That is the source of love, his love. Now follow me. God's love becomes our love. God's love 
becomes our love. God is a source of love. God does not hoard that. God does not kind of stockpile it. He doesn't just keep it to himself. But God is love. God's love becomes our love. When we come to know him and we're born of God, his love becomes our love. But we shouldn't hoard that. And we shouldn't stockpile it and keep it to ourselves. But our responsibility and ability is that we would be able to share that with someone else. And that we would be able to tell the world and love one another. God's love becomes our love. Love is from God. John says, if you know this love, then you know God. It's a love that's relational. Uh, if, if you're in a relationship, if you're married, and you look at that person, and you're kind of starry-eyed, and you, you sit or you're standing and you go, I love you, the love you're sharing with them is not a concept or an idea. It's relational, it's intimate, it's close, it's personal. That's the kind of love that God has for his children. He is the source of all love. But we see the opposite of that in verse 8. Look at verse 8 and look at verse 21 in your Bibles. In verse 8 it says, Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Verse 20, If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he's a liar, and the love of the Father is not in him. If, there's, if, there's, if someone says, I have no love for God and I have no love for people, then our claim to know him simply is not true. That's the first thing I want you to just remember today. That God is the source of love in our life. The second truth that I want you to just take to heart this morning is God's love is played out. It's played out. Look at verses 9 and 10. It says, in this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the, here's this word, propitiation or offering or sacrifice for our sins. In other words, God's love is not stationary. It is always on the move. It is always in the way of action. Simply put, Love does. Love does. And we see God playing out that love by how? By providing his son, Jesus Christ, who's the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. We're not capable of loving God apart from God intervening and showing us what true love looks like. And that was shown by the offering of his son, Jesus Christ. So God is the source of love. God has played out that love. And if you see here in this passage, you see two forms of love here. One, you see Christ going to the cross and purchasing for us eternal life so that we can live with him forever. We see his love in the going to the cross, but we also see God the Father sending us his son, providing his son. That is a form and an act of love. It is, only through the God of, it is only through God the Father sending us his Son as the full sacrifice or payment of our sin, listen, that we have the ability and the joy to be able to share our rescue story. I don't know how many of you have a rescue story of how God has saved you, but if you know Christ as your Savior, we all have a rescue story of this is where I used to be and this is where I am now. Maybe you've heard me say this. God has rescued us from our sin. He has redeemed us by his blood. And he has transformed us by his spirit. 
that has been played out in our life. And you and I have the opportunity to love one another and share our rescue story. I hope you have a rescue story. And as we've been walking through 1 John and he's been talking about we love because he first loved us. When we've been talking about God is the source of all love. When we've been talking about his love is played out in the giving of his son. And how his son showed us that love by going to the cross. And now we have the great opportunity and the joy and the ability to be able to share our rescue story. That's a powerful, powerful thing. It was the first time we had ever done it at Maranatha. We had never done anything like this before. But when everything hit over the last number of months, we knew people were struggling and people were hurting. And someone came up with the idea of, hey, let's do a food drive. We've never done a food drive before. There are people that are out of work, people that have been furloughed, people that are struggling. we got widows in our church. And so the word went out, and Mike Duma and others, they said, hey, why don't you bring in some groceries? And so we had a long list, and people brought in groceries. It was amazing to see how many cars of people from Maranatha came in. They They were waiting on Pickle Road to come in and to give us groceries. 732 grocery bags were brought in to give to people. It was amazing. And so we had people come through and uh, we gave them from our church groceries and helped them where they were at and if they were struggling. But we thought, you know what, we want to be a beacon of light to them. We want to be a beacon of light to our community. So we sent the word out and we let the community know we have groceries if you need some. And over 300 people came and got groceries. Simply put, love does. Love moves forward. Love does not stay stationary, but love does. And people were ministered to, and people were shown the love of God, and we shared with them the love of God. Simply put, love does. We had just sat down to eat our pizza at Blaze Pizza. And we're ready to eat, and my wife says, Honey, honey, there's a police officer back there in line. We should pay for his meal. My wife comes up with the great ideas, and then I just carry them through. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I go over and I go over to the register and I say to the lady, Hey, I want a gift card for Blaze Pizza. So I bought a gift card that would cover his lunch and maybe another lunch. And I walked over to him. And during that time, you're a little hesitant. Police are a little hesitant. Anyone walking up to them right now? And I walked up to him and I said, here you go. And he goes, what's this? I go, lunch is on us today. He goes, what? I said, yeah, lunch is on us today. We just appreciate so much what you do. He goes, get out of here. And so I left. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he said, why, why would you? I said, we just want to do it for you. We appreciate what you do. And I walked back, and my kids and my wife were like, what did he say? What did he say? He said, you're the most handsome man I've ever seen. <laughs> no. He, he just was blown away. Now, I didn't share the gospel with him, but I was just trying to reflect Christ in some way. See, a lot of times in our life, we think that every time I have to show the love of God, I have to share the love of God. You need both. We can go to a country that's starving and give humanitarian aid and never share the gospel. And we can go to that same country, and they're doing well financially, and share with them Christ, or maybe they're starving. 
We've got to be able to share the love of Christ and show the love of Christ to them. And we were able to do that that day with a police officer just by showing love. Simply put, love does. It's called Lydia's house. It's a great place. It's for faith-based, it's a faith-based recovery program for women. It's just around the corner here. You can almost walk to it. You can walk to it. It's for women who have gone through an extremely difficult time in their life trying to get over some addictions. They have been used and abused throughout their life. And rarely have they been shown genuine love. And so they're just coming to the Lydia's house and they're staying there, sometimes for a year or two, trying to get their feet underneath them and trying to feel a sense of security and identity in the right way. And so I was with a friend not too long ago and we were sitting having breakfast and he says, oh man, I love Lydia's house. I love those ladies there. They are wonderful. He said, but because of my health problem, I'm not able to go in. And it was just that the Spirit of God said, Craig, you should go in. You should pray with those ladies. And so I thought, I'm going to go. And so about a week ago, I went over there with ice cream because prayers are answered with ice cream. And so I took ice cream from Handles, and they were expecting me. And one of the ladies has two kids, and they're like running in place. They're so excited. And I went in, and I heard their rescue story. And I heard what they had been through. And I just wanted to be somehow a reflection of Christ's love to them. And when I stood there and I listened to their story, it's one of those you wonder, I don't know if they were more blessed or if I was more blessed. But I took that opportunity just to be able to show God's love. Simply put, love does. Love does. I think all of us here are capable of doing that. Uh, God lays a person on our heart or on our mind. Do we just sit on it? Do we ignore it? Or do we do something about it? First uh, John chapter 3, verse 17 says, if you have this world's goods and you see somebody in need and you have what it takes to meet the need of that person and you don't, how then can you say the love of God is in your heart? That's a great question. Here's what I'd like you to just keep in mind this morning. See a need, hear a need, make a move. See a need, hear a need, make a move. How many of us sitting in here this morning, including myself, will see a need but turn away? And we have what it takes to meet that need, but we don't. John says, how can the love of God be in your heart? If we see a need, are we going towards it? Are we moving towards it? Are we trying to help in some way? If we hear of a need, see a need, hear a need, make a move. Simply put, love does. In our words, in our actions, in our attitude, we display and show the love of Christ. Which really brings us to our third point this morning. And that is the more God's love is perfected, and played out in our lives, the more we are like Jesus to others. Now get that. The more God's love is played out and perfected in our lives, the more we reflect Christ. And we see that throughout this passage. As we're abiding in him and he is abiding in us, and we love because he first loved us. And I I have read this passage so many times, and I keep thinking, all right, I get it. 
He's talking about love. He's talking about love. He's talking about love. It just seems so redundant. But he's saying, listen, when you have that love, the love of Christ, you're compelled, compelled to love others. Our life is an awful lot like a triangle. You got two people at the base of that triangle, and if they spend the majority of their life focused on themselves, they will not draw close together. But if they are focusing on God who's at the top, as they are focusing on the Lord, they are drawing closer together, and the love that they have for each other is genuine, it's authentic, it's real. And they perfect that. And John is talking about this. It's something that we perfect in our life. And we do that because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took residency in my life. Uh, July 1973, at the age of 10, I asked Christ to come into my life. The Holy Spirit came in. He has never left. And he gives me the opportunity and the ability every single day to love others. And how many days have I chosen not to do that? How many days have I just said, I'm going to do my thing? How many days have I become cynical or sarcastic? How many days have I just said, you know what, I don't care anymore. And this is a tough world to love right now. Very tough to love. When you see riots going on and you see people, divisions, and you see anger and you see all the violence going on, wouldn't it be a great time for us to turn the page and say, just as God loved me, I need to love others and to be able to express that to them. The Holy Spirit gives us that. Every single day we have the opportunity to be able to show love to one another because he first loved us. When my wife and I got married almost 30 years ago, it'll be 30 years on Tuesday, July, or July, June 23rd, 1990, I said to my wife when we were standing there, hey, I I didn't say hey. (laughs) I said, I love you. But that was not a one-time statement. Uh, That was not like a one and done. I try as much as possible, and I fail miserably, guys, But I tried to practice that love, to perfect that love in how I speak to her and my attitude towards her, my actions towards her. It's something that I'm perfecting. Same thing with the love of God. You will not get any better loving others until you have grasped how wonderful the love of God is in your life. And if we think, hey, I can just live life, but I hate my brother or sister, as John says, then really the love of God is not in your heart. It's something that takes practice. So I was thinking about this this week. When I was 20 years old, I remember walking into a home where there was an 8th grader. I'm sorry, an 8-year-old. And this 8-year-old was sitting on a couch with some kind of control in their hand. And I noticed that they were playing this game on their television. And I don't know if it was a Nintendo or a PlayStation or an Xbox at that time, but I'm like, "What, what is going on here? And, and he's, he's playing tennis, and he's playing against the computer, back and forth, back and forth. And he looks at me, and he says, hey, do you want to play tennis with me? And I'm thinking, it's an eight-year-old. eight-year-old. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to crush you in this game. This is going to be so easy. I got whooped. I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. I mean, every time that ball would come, I would swing at it. And I would either swing too early or too late. And he's just like, bing, bing, bing. 
I mean, I couldn't believe it. Why? Because he practiced time and time and time again that game. He had perfected it. You know the saying, uh, practice makes perfect. I was far from that. That's what made him so good and me so bad. It's because he practiced and practiced and practiced. And when you and I practice the love of Christ and we're controlled by the Holy Spirit, the more we reflect Christ to a lost world. Isn't that why we're here? Isn't that why we're here to reflect Christ to a lost world? Or are you in it for you? And if you're in it for you, you're going to be at the base of that triangle for a long time because you're going to be selfish. But as you are compelled to know God and love God, you will be compelled to know and love God and share that with others. Simply put, love does. The fourth truth I want you to just uh, be reminded of and, and put in your heart this morning is really the last verse of 1 John 4, uh, 7 to 21. It says, And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. It's a command. It's an act of the will that compels us to love because he first loved us. You remember in Deuteronomy, and, and Jesus said this too, love the Lord your God with 74% of your heart, 54% of your mind, and 33.5% of your soul. Do you remember when he said that? Oh, it just gives me goosebumps. He never said that. He said, love the Lord your God with what? All of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. So as I love the Lord, it's reciprocal and I get to love others in that process. And so the command here is this command has come from the Lord and if it's come from the Lord, we should love one another. This is an incredible book called Love Does by Bob Goff. This is my second time around reading it. It is eight years old, but it is a phenomenal book. The stories in this book will make you laugh so hard and will make you tear up as well of how many times he had the opportunity to show love, how many opportunities God gave him, how many times God just loved him. And he was able to turn around and love others. I would highly recommend you picking it up called Love Does by Bob Goff. One of the things that he says here in the book is he says, love is a reflex. A reaction that says, I will do it now because I may not have the opportunity to do it later. Love is a reflex that says, I will do it now because I may not have the opportunity to do it later. He also says this, it's a great quote. I used to think Jesus motivated us with ultimatums, but now I know he pursues me with his love. His love. You know how many people are struggling today to find love? I mean, it's a song, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. And how it's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. I don't know how many of you get um, maybe newsletters from missionaries uh, maybe you're supporting a child or you're uh, supporting a missionary that's overseas and you'll get one of those missionary letters and hopefully you read them. I got a missionary letter not too long ago and it, it shared how there were some uh, people overseas, they spoke a foreign language and they came to the United States. And a man met them in the United States that could speak their language. And they went to a Bible study together. 
And during the Bible study, the translator was translating to these men from overseas what the Bible study was about. And at the end, the translator asked them what they thought. And they said, well, your Bible studies are different from ours. And the translator said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you read the scriptures and talk about what it's saying to you. We read the scriptures and go out and do what it says. See, we can read 1 John till we're blue in the face. And we can see that it says we need to love. But until we put that into practice, Christ really has no bearing in our life. If we say we know Christ but treat our brother a diff differently, how can we say the love of God's in our heart? But God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many of you know that verse by heart? How many of you have never heard that verse? Just raise your hand. But God demonstrated his love toward us when I got my life together. Is that what it says? No, but God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, while I was in the pit of my sin and despair and wretchedness, he came to me. He demonstrated his great love for me, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's the purest form of love of Christ doing that. I don't know if you know Christ today, but if not, today is a wonderful day to put your trust in Christ, the one who loves you and cares for you more than anything else or anyone else. And for those of us that know Christ today, what a great opportunity we have I don't care if it's Father's Day, Mother's Day, Flag Day, Ash Wednesday. It doesn't matter what kind of day it is. Every day is an opportunity for us to, to be able to demonstrate the love of Christ. So you know what? This week, if I called you up and I said, hey, do you remember Sunday morning's message? And you go, oh, yeah, I, I, um, uh, was that on love? Yeah, because we said it about a billion times but what are you doing with it? Hear a need, see a need, make a move. And if Christ has indwelt us through his spirit, shouldn't that compel us that no matter where we go this week, we go with an attitude of love and we seek to help people to see that the love that we share is from Christ. The love that we have is true. Why? Because God is love. Simply put, love does. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much for showing us incredible love by sending your son Jesus Christ to this earth. We thank you, Jesus, for showing us incredible love by going to the cross and paying for our sins so that we can have eternal life with you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for residing and coming into our life, abiding within us, and you will never leave us so that we can perfect the love that you have shown us time and time again. Lord, this week, would you bring people into our life, opportunities right in our path that we cannot pass up, May we not ignore it. May we not put our head in the sand. May we see a need, hear a need, make a move. And by doing so, we will reflect the life of Jesus Christ, a love that is pure, genuine, self-giving. 
I pray this week, Lord, that you would help us not to be so focused on our stuff, not to be so, so focused on ourself, and not to be so focused on the world and all that's going on. But we have something better to be focused on. And that's you and your great love. Why? Because we love because you first loved us. And because of that, love does. May we do that this week. Thank you for our time. Thank you for your word this morning. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen.